Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Really hard to put your spouse ahead of this like body that came out of you. Can we recap this for a second? Because I thought our <laughs> I thought our story was going to be the worst one, but you guys are giving it the <laughs> So I, I feel like you set me up to feel good about my potential stalking. <laughs> everybody welcome back to couple things with sean and andrew a podcast all about couples and the things they go through are you excited about today i am so excited massive massive girl crush so sean and i worked for about six weeks to get this couple on the show we met no, them in andrew harassed the husband for about <laughs> six weeks that's right we met them in boston uh back in february and we were really impressed by them really vibe with vibed with vibed with them well and uh i'm super thankful that they took the time to join us but we're talking about andy roddick and brooklyn decker yes brooklyn decker american model i mean she's titled american model but it should be international model everyone knows who she is plus actor do you say actor or actress i I I just say actor i think that's fair yeah anyways she's been an actor on so many different movies my favorite being what to expect when expecting. I watched this movie when I was pregnant. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. I, I, I could not breathe. I don't think I've ever seen you laugh that hard. She also built and sold her own fashion company. Yes, which was amazing. It was called Finery. And she's also a huge part uh, to Andy and her foundation called the Andy Roddick Foundation. And Andy Roddick, of course, is a legendary tennis player. He reached... Number one in the world uh, in 2003 Mm -hmm. and retired when he was just at the age of 30, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of abruptly, which I really respect. Um, He has a really cool story about how that all went down. They're also mom and dad to two, which is amazing. We talk about that. We talk about kids, naming kids. We talk about the hardships of relationships, especially for them because... They had thriving careers that took them on opposite ends of the world and how to make the relationship work. Um, They share some really good wisdom as well as some really good humor. So we're excited for this one. But before we jump into it, if you guys haven't yet, please give the show a rating and subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening. And let's go ahead and jump into this one with Andy Roddick and Brooklyn Decker. All right. Andy, Brooklyn, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having having us. us. Um, I kind of want to start just by, Andy, you and Sean have something in common. You probably don't know what it is, but uh, it's the fact that when I got each of your phone numbers, uh, I didn't stop texting you 
until I kind of got what I wanted. So out of you, it was dating. <laughs> Fortunately for you, you Andy, it was just... You you harassed him? I was... Would you say <laughs> what I was doing to you harass... <laughs> it's harass- no, I'm I was, so I was, sorry. I was appreciating your... So as, you know, <laughs> we kind of agreed in, in theory to do it, you know, in the next week. And then drilling down on time, you know, I'm, I'm sure our daughter took a dump or something. And then I kind of just forgot about it. And he was sending me like... He would send like a like a meme, which was like a guy going, well... <laughs> <laughs> The, the way to kind of assist upon a time was done with a lot of humor, which I appreciate. <laughs> and then the way I hear about it is, oh, yeah, Brooklyn and Andy are going to be on the podcast. Today. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't know they wanted to do that's, it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not wrong because oh, okay. here we are, you know. <laughs> Well, I apologize. Uh, well, a lot's, a lot's happened since uh, we first met. Oh, uh, my gosh. I guess the first couple of days in March when we bumped into you in, in Boston. And yeah. we all are locked up in Everyone our Everyone was just starting to bump elbows back then. Yeah. The whole yeah. quarantine wasn't in effect. I thought, it was, I thought it was dumb and annoying when people were doing that in Boston, but... <laughs> They were right. I was wrong. Oh, I, I bumped your elbow. Yeah, I, I was think. about to say I was. I was. I was. I, I was. I was we're, we're like walking in, and I was like, "Don't you touch anyone's hand." Yeah, I was that <laughs> way. I was getting so yeah. mad at him. I'm like, "Stop touching stuff. Wash yeah. your hands." Yeah. Um. I saw your post, Brooklyn, about your dad works in healthcare. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. My mom used to as well. She was a critical care nurse, and she's now retired. But my dad is still. Um, a healthcare employee. And so, yeah, he's in and out of hospitals every day. Wow. The uh, crazy. social, socially distanced dinner was really cute. The table settings yeah. and the whole thing <laughs> is great, but, um, yeah, well, they were, you know, they're like missing the kids and they've been away and my brother has a two week old baby. They just had their third. Wow. She like amazing wife. My sister-in-law gave birth like in a in all of this and of course she's like it's no big deal it's you know oh my gosh. Have the baby. Not a ba- I can't imagine a, no. a birthing center pool not like no, 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 a birth- <laughs> <laughs> right thank you for clarifying yeah. Yeah. just in the backyard pool so relaxed like it's stressful enough but then to go yeah. through that in the middle of this is even you know can you imagine how stressful that would be and she no. was like no big deal anyway my parents haven't been able to meet the baby and they're really missing the kids mm. so yeah the socially distanced dinner at our house and they ate dinner in the front yard and we ate mm. on the porch and it was really nice. That's adorable. It was, like it was really sweet. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like if there is an upside and a perk to all of this, it's that people are going to such great lengths to have community and family and still interact with one another. I mean, we've been playing like game night over zoom every other night with a bunch of friends from all over the country. And it's just been cool. It's been cool to see like the efforts people are going to. Yeah. And all the videos from like Italy of people singing to like on their balconies just makes me cry. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot uh, of beauty, sure, which is we need to hold on to that, to those Yes. Because if we don't, we'll drown in yeah. the dark that's coming out of it as well. So yeah, I'm glad you guys are indulging in that. It's good. Yes. So we were joking about perseverance uh, at the beginning, but <laughs> we always love to start off the episodes hearing how couples met and yes. I, I feel like perseverance applies to that story as well. Could you guys tell the story? Sure. So, should I tell me, should I tell my version? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like you set me up to feel good about my potential stalking your, your, <laughs> to, uh, the way you may or may not have gone about uh, your courtship of, of mm-hmm. Sean, but um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, basically, I, I watched this. There was a show that she was on on uh, si.com, and it was 
a show about football, about basic gambling or- No, it, it, was we were, it was, we were making our weekly picks. Yeah, weekly picks. And she was, it was against yes. uh, an awesome uh, former journalist named Dr. Z, like one of the old school guys who had this notebook full of amazing statistics and records and kind of like how we envision like, how we romanticize old school journalism. This was him and uh, he, unfortunately he passed it last year. Last year yeah. um, but I would watch her on the show and I'm like, wow, this beautiful girl, Southern accent talking about football picks every week. And so basically <laughs> I just like full court press tried to figure out her, yes. her number. Uh, I wrote her and then she didn't write me back for six, six months he says right like yeah. it was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, there. his attorney called my agent that was i wrote her no no no. <laughs> it was very like you hear those hollywood stories where like people call your people and you don't yeah people. they're real bro um, i'm sure uh, you guys have experienced that yeah. And, um, and yeah he was he did that his attorney called my agent several times and we just didn't respond because <laughs> I don't, I don't know. We just didn't respond. I didn't call him back for five months. And then, um, and then at five months later, uh, I was living in New York and I had moved from North Carolina and I didn't have a lot of friends in New York and I was really missing home. And so, um, my agent, who's my now manager said, why don't you call this guy back? Like worst case scenario, it's a bad first date. And I said, okay, okay. I will. I will. And he took my phone and dialed Andy's phone number wow. in my phone and then pushed send, like pushed talk. Oh my God. <laughs> I like had my Palm Pilot at the time. This was 07 and, um, and I called him back and then we, you had a voicemail, which he doesn't anymore. You had a voicemail, I left him a message. Yeah. And the message was like, cause I was underage. The message was like, hey, so I don't know if you, you know, you've been calling me for five months. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I'd love to get a drink if you're ever in New York. I mean, I'm not underage, drink. meaning drinking. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. I was going to say, whoa, oh, what? No, no, no. I saw, no, 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 no. saw, saw Andrew's face and he's like, oh, God. Are you 17? This is a this material. That's why I had my, that's why I had no, my, no, no. my lawyer involved. I was sick drink. I meant, I said, if you want to get a drink when you come to New York, give me a call. And then I said on the voicemail, I'm saying all of this, there's just verbal vomit. I said, but I mean, I'm underage. Like we, don't, we can't go to a, technically go to a bar because I can't technically drink yet, but like we wouldn't get a coffee. So I'm saying all you of this. You buy me a beer from a gas station to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he called me back and um, by the way, did y'all hear that ding? It's okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, there we go. So he called me back, and then uh, we met two weeks later, and we were engaged eight months after that. That's wow. amazing. On the first date, you were like, okay, this guy's pretty cool. Who are you asking? Because our answers might be different. How about both? <laughs> no. I knew much faster. Than <laughs> <you>. <laughs> no. I, didn't know. I did not know on the first date or the third date. Or the mm -hmm. third month, but 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 I got there. <laughs> At what point during the first date did you know that there could be a second date? <laughs> I, knew, I knew in the middle of the. I knew at the beginning of the first date there would be another date. Like I knew I, I knew I really liked him, and he was very funny. And we went to a UCB Upright Citizens Brigade. It's an improv troupe in New York. We went to one of their shows, so it was. I we could test each other's sense of humor, which was sort of by design. Wow. Um, 
And so I knew I really liked him, but I wasn't, I was so young. I wasn't thinking along those lines. We already discussed she was way under age. Yeah, she was what, <laughs> yeah. 12, 13, maybe. I know, there, I see them change, change looks back and forth. You just said it and didn't even, it was like. <laughs> I meant for drinks. I, meant for drinks. Yeah. So I figured just, it yeah, out. Yeah, I think I just wasn't in that mindset, but I got there pretty quickly. <laughs> So, okay, you said you said you went to see improv and test each other's uh, sense of humor by design. This is interesting. I just finished reading a book called 30 Lessons on uh, Loving. This guy who interviews like people who are 65 and over to kind of get life and love lessons from them. And one of the biggest ones was when you're meeting a potential spouse, find out what their sense of humor is because humor plays such a big role in relationships and how you navigate problems did how what what was the inspiration to want to do that was that by design well i think first dates are like scary especially mm -hmm. if you you know think you're really intrigued by by the person and so i figured if we go to dinner you know creating six hours of conversation with someone you don't <laughs> know like on under the gun is is hard right so we went we had a we had a really nice dinner beforehand and for me, like if, if someone can't laugh at a joke or, you know, isn't entertained by something or that's like a tell. And I, so I figured it would be kind of a nice way to, you know, at least get a read on each other without actually having to create new content for two hours. Yeah. I so like that. It was basically just lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I, it was. It was. <laughs> I don't want the pressure of carrying on this conversation or making her laugh. So I'm going to go to something where other people make her laugh. And it worked. It worked. I mean, I think it was just so much fun. It had they had a great cast that night, and it, it was it was it was really it was a great first date for anyone out there who's thinking about first date ideas, going to see some comedy is a great way to do it. It was great. And then, so and, hard. And, then, and then we went back to my place and it was fantastic. No, we didn't. But I did not do that. We definitely did not. <laughs> oh, you guys are a little more conservative that. with that. You're slow. No first, first kiss or first date kisses. I wanted nothing to no. do with it. I'm telling you not, not for months. There was no first date kiss. No. Wow. no, no, it was like very, mm -hmm. I don't know. We were very, we were very slow about the whole, that whole process. Wow. That's... Yeah. How about you guys? <laughs> we, uh, we, well, we went on our first date and I was not interested and it took him nine months to convince me to go on another date. Yeah. Oh, perseverance. <laughs> Wait, uh, why, yeah. why didn't it like, what happened date one? That's a good question. Sean. Well, uh, dang, I, I, I had just turned 21. I had gotten drunk. Mm -hmm. I was in a bad breakup with someone. I had got a number from his brother that I met at the Olympics and texted him in the middle of the night one night. I was like, you should come out to LA. He lived in Nashville. I lived in LA. I fell asleep. I woke up at 8 a.m. and he was on a flight and I got super um, freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I got super freaked out. Yeah. So then I was like, I had my guard up the entire day, and I was like, "You yeah. flew out here after receiving a message at, you know, one a.m." In retrospect, alcohol, funny enough, played a, a rather large role in our relationship because it was twenty first birthday. <laughs> I was the first person to text him on his twenty first birthday at one a.m. And yes. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know just that. by chance because she was drinking wine and then when we went on our first date two days later because i jumped on a flight to la two days our, later 
It was the next morning. Okay, you're right. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I was just trying to, you know, save face a little bit. Our first date was Sean going. Have you guys ever been to the Grove in LA? It's like a little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. To every place that sold alcohol and she bought different. Uh, she bought me a different alcohol because I never drank alcohol before I was 21. Yeah. And uh, so she oh. was, she, yeah, she was so the first. Which so I didn't believe. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. How did you handle that? Because that's like a really, I mean, getting drunk for the first time, yeah. that puts you in a pretty vulnerable well, state. And, right? Like not knowing yes. how you're going to act in front of this person you like. I didn't think he acted any different, which then sketched me out even more. Because I'm like, you're telling me oh, you've never God. drank before, but you're acting normal. I don't know. Yeah. I just had red flags from the beginning. Wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we recap this for a second because I thought our I thought our story was going to be the worst one, but you guys are giving it more. Uh, okay, he shows up at eight a.m. They go around. Can I pause you there? What made you jump on a flight? Like, what made you? Had you? Okay. Like, All right. Had you find Sean? Had had she been someone you were in love with for a long time? Like, what made you take that leap of faith so early on? Kind of a similar situation as Andy. I knew who Sean was. I uh, watched some of what she did, and I was like, "That that girl is adorable." Well, and then I met his brother at the Olympics, and we had talked for like four hours. He was a friend of mine's teammate, and he just kept raving about his younger brother. He's like, "You have to meet him. You'd be perfect for him. I think you guys are like meant to be," and just wouldn't shut up. So I, I created a Twitter account so I could slide into her DMs, got her number. And then, well, the reason I flew out to LA was because I was like, she knew when my birthday was and she was a, she intentionally was the first one to text me. And I was like, what a sweet thing. But it was, it was not that no. it was just by happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 8am land straight to the Grove. You're basically <laughs> now. <laughs> Um, so you you choose basically to go de facto bar hopping in yeah. the Grove, which for uh, those of you who don't know what the Grove is, it's like the most tourist commercial shopping yes. space in all of Los Angeles. Like lots of strollers. Yeah, yes. like there's a lot of strollers. Yes. There's like a Santa. Listen, hey, we're the ones we're asking like you questions, okay? <laughs> we're supposed to be asking you questions. Wait, wait, I have one more question. I have one more question. So what year was this? 2013. Mm. Yep. Okay. So, so I think this no, is really interesting because I don't want to detour the conversation, but we, we already have. We, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> we met at 07, which was the year the iPhone came out. Wow. Okay. So we met like pre Twitter, pre Instagram, yeah. pre sliding into DMs. Was that, I mean, that would have made things a lot easier for me. I'm just telling you. How big <laughs> yeah. of a that, though? Because like that. Do you find that it's, it makes it easier or do you find that like you're less likely to trust because of that piece of it? Like how much does that play into, how much did that play into your relationship early huh. on? That's you. Cause yeah, you were the famous one, not me. Um, I think it actually kind of helped because it was, it was like a degree less, um, like vulnerable than actually texting each other or like getting his number from his brother. It, it felt more removed. So you could kind of feel each other out in a public forum <laughs> yeah. before you had to get more personal. 
That makes sense. So, it's like a buffer. Yeah. So can I ask one more question before we <laughs> yes. before we give your podcast back to you? <laughs> so so disaster at the Grove happens, then nine months of space. Like what, 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 how did the, how did round two come about? So, so this is what I was talking about at the beginning. I, I literally would text her until she responded. And so, well, so I'm curious, what do you guys view? <laughs> what do you oh, guys really? view as the, as the appropriate number of like the max number of text messages you can send before you just, not and, in and a the day other person doesn't respond. Either. You, know? you weren't texting me like 40 times a day. No, but my number was like eight. I was like, if she didn't respond after eight, which in retrospect seems like a lot. In a day or like throughout over months? No, it'd be like, it'd be like over like a three week period. Yeah. You just came up with the number eight. <laughs> Dude, well, cause like when you're looking at the screen, it's like, if, if you're scrolling and it's all me, you know, that hurts my pride. Yeah. I think the scroll mm. is right. Do you have to scroll? If so. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, don't. Yeah. I would have been like rationalizing it if I had to scroll. I'd be like, I'd be like making the font smaller so I get up to like twenty before uh, I scroll. So, right, kept so it was, it was, it was persistence that that paid off. I mean, you're here. He kept little, texting, little, and it was little, ridiculous. And I would respond <laughs> just like you're there. He finally sent this like long message, which he had never done before. It was always like these short one-liners, and he sent this cheesy, literally out of a movie. Yes book and he's like Miss Johnson if football has taught me anything it's how to persevere and basically this is my last chance if you don't respond I'll leave you alone for good but would you please accompany me to the CMA Fest here in Nashville and I was okay. like oh my gosh you can, I'm a poet and I was like, sure. okay I'm a poet I just I can mold words I flew out to Nashville and I fell in love in the first Listen, day. Listen, Andy, like, okay. you went through lawyers. You probably had NDAs signed and contracts <laughs> yeah. negotiated. To, <laughs> yeah. nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's get By this way, thing back. Neither one of you has any ground to stand on. Like, no, not the one of you can one up each other. I can you be clear? I can yes. relate though, because we're both fine settling right into whatever judgments you guys will levy on us. Oh, yeah, same. Um, okay, to get this thing back on track, I do have to say, Andy, I was watching. If you've seen someone made like a, a highlight reel of your comedy for on YouTube, have you seen this? Uh, it's it's very short. Uh, Not many people just, go YouTube no, okay, themselves. It's like nine minutes of you just interview highlights, but both of you seem to have a fantastic sense of humor. Yes. We were watching your lip sync battle. Um, Amazing. But your outfit that you wore, Andy, is pretty much my, that was my college uh, apparel, like wardrobe. So kind of the yes. Rastafarian. Oh, that was pretty, pre oh, you're talking about the Bruno Wait. Mars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you dressed like Bruno Mars in college? Uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the drug rug with the, yeah. Yeah. This was oh, before that might me. explain the disaster at the Grove. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. And you did sober. You said you weren't drinking. That's a fascinating yeah, point. Yes. I'm making myself look bad on this. I'm realizing. Very cute. It's okay. Um, no. I'm very candid. But we, we also, we have both been on Family Feud. I wanted to know how your experience was. You guys did better than us. Yeah. That's for sure. We, yeah. We've seen yours. We need to go search for it because we love the show. It, it was, was so much fun fun doing it um we so my parents are big fans my brother's a big fan and we've been wanting to go on for a while and like scheduling wouldn't work out and then our friend bobby bones fellow mm -hmm. nashville mm -hmm. right guy um was doing the show with his show and asked us to come play against him because he is an old friend of ours from austin and so we rallied the troops 
and um, went out together. It was fun to do it with them because mm-hmm. you really know each other and you're all friends and we had a good time. Um, it was fun. My mom was like so pervy the whole time, which was a shock. Yeah. We like, yes, like she grandma, did. she was so like, she was really hitting on Steve. It was wildly inappropriate. Other than that, we had a great time. What Is about it- you guys? It was fun. No, I was gonna say, like, I was just gonna agree with you, but her mom like turned it deep. And Steve was like, "Hi, Tessa, how are you?" She's like, "Hey, Steve." <laughs> what? When, like, when did you turn into a pervert? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, just on national <laughs> TV. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, that's so. It's funny. intense, though. They kind of just throw you out there. That's it. Yeah. We, I was. Uh, I thought it was like, gonna be like a dress rehearsal, and they're like, "No, this is it. We're going." I was like, "Oh, uh oh, okay." First of all, Brooklyn, you dominated the fast money round. Yeah, I did. Yes. Andy, you got lucky. We um we were <laughs> we were dominating the whole show until the last round when and they then, do like the triple money and then we lost it there. So we didn't make it to the fast money. But our uh, our story with Family Feud is uh we walked off stage after we oh like gosh. lost because they, again, they you kind of rush into the instruction manual of the whole thing. Yeah. And so we thought that as soon as we didn't win, we would just leave stage. So our entire <laughs> so family walked off the yeah, it was like it was kind of it looked and like bad sportsmanship. Steve oh, ran that one. There was no icy. There was yeah. no like, yay, you did we, it. No, yeah. you just left. We just left. It, it was funny. It anyway, was bad. Um, so we so after after months, you guys got engaged, Brooklyn. When did you start feeling like was that? It seemed like you were able to get going, but once you settled in, like you, and, and then you have to share the proposal. Yeah. Oh God, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay um yeah so i mean you know it's it, it it was it's funny like it was slower for me but again not because not because of him or anything that was wrong with him or anything that was wrong with our situation or relationship it was really because you know i was living in new york i was 20 20 i all my friends were in college like i just wasn't thinking marriage at mm. that stage it wasn't it wasn't where i was at it wasn't where you were at i mean we were kids we were just kids and then i i don't really know when that flipped but i think i think we really benefited from being sort of in that infatuation stage mm. and i think had we truthfully like i think had we not gotten engaged and married so quickly and we would have let the relationship run its course like relationships should probably do <laughs> i don't know that we would be together mm-hmm. now simply because I think not again not because of anything because of him or me maybe because of me but I think um <laughs> simply because like we would have been adults and found flaws and it would have been easier to walk away with both mm-hmm. of us traveling and having crazy schedules but because we were married we we're like oh we have to wait we have to make this work mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah our our hardest thing was the first so what would have been, let's say, the second two years of like a normal relationship before you get engaged, we were married in a part for, you know, up to like five, six weeks at a time. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So had we not actually been concrete and made a promise and, you know, had vows to honor and this, that and the other, it would have been an easier conversation to discuss whether, you know, six weeks followed by another five weeks with two days kind of mm-hmm. sandwiched in the middle would be a responsible relationship to have. But right. since we had kind of taken that step and made that commitment, it was there was there wasn't really a choice. It wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah it would have been very easy in that stage, I think, to be like, oh, let's take a break. We're obviously mm-hmm. we're in on a, a different parts of the world for up to two months at a time. Like let's just take a break right now. And I think 
because we were married, we really made it work, which is, yeah. thank God we yeah. did. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I think to Ant, that was a really long way of answering your question. I think I, I got there slower simply because of like age and it just wasn't where mm. our friends were, it wasn't where we were. But I think we were just so, it was like immature obsession, infatuation that we like had to get married. We like, mm -hmm. we had to be together forever. And it was incredibly naive, but it's exactly the thing that made us work. Yeah. If that makes sense. Just, like like so the, definitely the first two years, at least I think, were the, the hardest of our relationship, uh, two years of, of actual mm -hmm. marriage. And then For sure. you get through that and then it's been relatively easy since then, at least from yeah. my end, probably not for her. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, it Brooklyn's has, it face. has ups and downs, yeah. ups and downs, but no, it's been like, I, I agree that those first two years were really hard. Mm -hmm. We have, we have a rhythm and it ebbs and flows and it's really overall very yeah. good. Mm. I'm curious, Andy, when you were transitioning out of your career, how did mm -hmm. that affect your guys' relationship? It was just better. I was, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, you, I, I don't know, you seem like the nicest human that's ever walked <laughs> earth, but so I was brutal when I played. Um, I was selfish. I had to work mm -hmm. out a certain time. I had blinders on, you know, it would be, you know, she, we'd be in a city and she'd be like, I want to go, you know, let's go walk somewhere and, and get lunch. I'd be like, well, it's hot outside. I'm going to sweat. I need flu. You know, it, like I had, you know, <laughs> everything kind of had to be, you know, kind of perfect. So um, I, I, I would think that once I stopped, I, I know Brooke and, and a lot of our close friends and family thought that it was going to be, and I did it like spur of the moment, like all of a sudden I just retired. Mm -hmm. um, I think everyone thought it was going to be brutal. And I think everything was kind of easy from then on out because I left this like kind of part of my psychosis uh, on the back burner a little mm -hmm. bit. I don't know. I think it was, it was easier. I think it was better for our relationship when I retired. I agree. I remember there was one morning, this is such a funny, it was so funny to me. It was so, it's so, it was so Andy at the time we were sitting, um, together and, and you said you guys have like five to 10 people a day come to your house. Mm -hmm. We are the same. And especially when he was playing, it was mm -hmm. like, he had electrotherapy at this therapy at this workout yet, you know, it was, it was such a, we had so many people coming and helping him, you know, excel mm -hmm. at, at his, his profession. And so there was one morning where it was just the two of us were having this incredible breakfast and just really enjoying the quiet and the conversation. It was like one of those magical mornings that you get once in a blue moon and it was great. And all of a sudden Andy's like, ah, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have a workout at eight. And so he's like, he, it, he abruptly ends the, the breakfast and he's getting ready to go. And I'm like, well, who are you working with? Cause I used to, I used to know most of the guys he would work out with and I would work out with his trainer. So I'm like, who are you working with? Who is Lance coming? Who's who's here? Who's coming over? He's like, oh no, no, it's just me. It's just I'm like, wait, but you but you have a workout at he in his mind had scheduled his own workout for eight with himself. Mm -hmm. So he was willing to like interrupt and end this like lovely morning because mm -hmm. he had to go like on the elliptical by himself. And I said, like, what are you half hour? It's just you just yeah. you. Like just push it. We're having such a great time. He's like, nah, nah, eight, eight o'clock. <laughs> like it, he was very rigid about yeah. all of that. That sounds like you. I am curious. You, you mentioned that the 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 first couple of years of marriage were hard. It, both of you had ha, have had wildly successful careers, and it is in in a day and age where there's less and less traditional uh, marriages going on, and and there's there's ambitious women. Thankfully, you know, like where before it was it was more the traditional 
I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm talking myself into a, yeah. a hole right now. Like, like, you like, 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 traditional relationship <laughs> dynamics of the past that no longer are yes. as present. Yes. And yes. both of I, you had had have flourishing careers and, and how did you balance and make sacrifices to mm -hmm. help support each other during that time when you're both pursuing what you wanted mm -hmm. to, to get, you know? Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Um. I, you know, I think there were times where we failed miserably mm -hmm. at it. I think, you know, we resented each other for being selfish, but we had to be selfish to be successful. And then there were other phases where we knew that this was a phase of life that we each had to kind mm. of strike while the iron was hot and like really pursue, even at the expense of each other's happiness. Like it really ebbed and flowed. And um, I think as, you know, since you've retired, I think now we've definitely if one person wants to do something or pursue something or take time to focus on something, the other is incredibly supportive. And it's like, I got the kids, go do your thing, go take that mm. trip, go work on this project. Like, I think we've really found a balance there, but I would say early on, we weren't great at it. We were mm. pretty selfish about it. And arguably we had to be because we both are in careers and especially as an athlete, um, you guys can understand this. Like you do have such a short window and you mm -hmm. really have to, it's all consuming and it shouldn't be. That's your responsibility right. as an athlete, right? If you're going to make it count. Um, so I don't think we were very good at it early on. And now I think, I think we've kind of mastered it since, but our workload's hmm. a lot less. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. I think, uh, I, I don't know that there was a, a, a balance system in place. It was basically like, I mean, she would all of a sudden get a, movie that's shot for six months in Hawaii. And it's like, I don't know how you actually make a plan for that. It's like, okay, we'll go there and, you know, I'm going to 
I have to play in Asia in September, you know, October. And so I'll stop on the way over. I'll try to get my coach to come with me. Maybe I can spend three days, you know, so it was, it, it was, it was, it was tough. I mean, and, and the other thing that we failed at, I think was because at the end of the day, we would say, Oh gosh, we're so lucky. We get to do all this stuff. You know, people have way bigger struggles, right? Obviously yeah. like we don't worry about employment or food mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it was. So because we didn't have major life issues, we didn't give our problems credit in the sense that like, okay, this is a problem. We should be able to fix it. It was just like, we don't really have big problems because they're not the same problems as, as everyone else. Hmm. So maybe I don't, I don't know that we gave our own problems of being apart and not giving enough time to kind of the us of things. I, I just don't think we gave that enough credit in the moment. Cause we thought we should probably be tougher than that. Cause we didn't view our problems as, 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 as major. Yeah. Fascinating what you're saying about the whole, how you were as an, like when you were playing versus the end of your career. Yeah. We've had those conversations where I don't think I would have been able to be in a relationship when I was training. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I think it's incredible. And it's, I think what made us work so well when he was playing was I understood that so much of the sacrifices that you have to take the mindset. And it's like, Oh, you have your workout fine. Go. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm glad I didn't have to experience that because it was very psycho when I was training. (laughs) But you have to be just like you were saying, Brooklyn, like, yeah, in order to be successful, you have to ditch your, your peaceful, uh, more go do that 8am workout by yourself. So I feel like a lot of couples though struggle with that, with whatever career it is that they're going for. I feel like most couples or a lot of couples fall victim to the belief that you have to sacrifice your dreams and careers for the relationship. And I think it's really cool that you guys have figured out that you don't have to do that. You can respect each other's dreams and ambitions and support them and understand the phases of relate, like relationships will go through. And give it time to work through too, you know? Yeah, I think, I think now, I mean, I I don't know that I can't even think of a conversation post like my tennis career and just dealing with geography and logistical issues that would, would kind of frustrate me. It's like, yeah. you know, now it's, you know, if she has her show or if she, you know, she built and sold a company, I think now where it's like, yeah, go do it. Like it's, it's almost like the complete opposite of, mm. I would say now we kind of support a hundred percent of what the other person wants to do yeah. um, on, on the work side. Okay. So yeah. I want to jump back. <laughs> what was up <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh have to jump back we have to get the proposal the engagement huh. try to like brush that under the rug <laughs> okay i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick i'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> right, really? okay so i'll just there's a you can go right there you don't want to hear it you don't want to hear it i hear it i hear it <laughs> um, so we Andy was playing in Indian Wells um, in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, so he's the worst at surprises. The worst. Okay. <laughs> the worst. And so he said to me in Palm Springs, I actually, we haven't told our family this. He was like, hey, so I have the engagement ring with me. Do you want to see it? I'm like, no, what? I don't want to see it. He's like, let me to you. I'll just flash it. I'm like, don't, no, 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 no. So of course he brings out the ring and like flashes it. So I've, I've seen the ring. I know it's there. But I think that it's like the engage or the proposals coming a few months later. So Wait, um, he showed you the ring. 
Yeah, he showed me the ring. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and um and and it yeah, it was it was just it was so bizarre. It was I said how you showed me the ring. I don't know if you told our parents that. No, it was terrible. He showed me the ring. <laughs> and and then as just a side note, I had chipped my tooth the day before the proposal. So like I went to CVS and got one of those like mouth guards just to I don't grind that part. Grind so badly that I chipped uh... chip tooth and he's a mess and he shows me the ring and he loses to this player named Tommy Haas in Palm Springs. And he's all angry and we get back to the hotel where we're staying and he he's like i'm gonna go for a walk which was really he didn't take i mean losses hurt especially at slams but like he wasn't one of those people who would like if he lost i didn't get the brunt of it like mm -hmm. he wasn't upset when he came home he didn't need time to think about it like he, it was part of his job and he kind of moved through it pretty quickly so he said he needed to go for a walk which i thought was strange <laughs> and he goes for a walk i'm like oh maybe i don't know he's stressed out whatever goes for a walk I think like 20 minutes later, I hear a knock on the door <laughs> and I open the door and no one's there. And my first instinct is like, oh my God, he's hiding the bushes. He's trying to scare, like he's pulling a prank on me. So I close the door <laughs> and I hear the knock again. And I open the door and I'm like, Andy, where, what are you doing? And I, the I don't see him there. I hear another knock. I'm like, what is, it's on the back balcony of our oh, little, our room had like a little terrace on the back. It's on the back door and I go, and I open the door and Andy is on his knee. I want to hide right now. He has <laughs> broken a branch off of a bush. It was a flower. It was like a holly bush <laughs> with like holly, you know, and some berries. Like he had broken a branch off a bush and he's on his knee and his flower. <laughs> Tenonitis on my knees. I'm on my knees. She won't flower. come to the back door. Oh my God, just sitting here. I'm dying here. So he was like, oh, my knees are hurt. Can I stand up? <laughs> I he, like stands up. Yes, you did. He stands up and he's like, oh my God, the ants, there's ants on this thing. He throws the <laughs> on the table and then he goes through the whole like spiel, which was very sweet. I don't really remember exactly what he said. And then he it gives, must have been great. And then he gives me the ring that he had already shown me in the room a couple of days prior. And that was it. That was the proposal. It was so bad. <laughs> I love it so much. It's amazing. I mean, it was like I was it was it was weird because I had this plan where she she lived with uh oh, don't get into that some people in new york who were terrible i had, I had two, kind of I gotten, two dudes when we met and, and they were, were well they were not a good situation yeah. so i'd gotten a an apartment and it was going to be there and was, you know start you know and then that was like three weeks away we had like yeah it was like 10 12 days we were together before yeah. you know the next tournament started and couldn't wait it's okay it worked out it worked out it's all that matters. Yeah. Andy, to make you feel a little better about it, I didn't plan at all for ours. I literally, I drove up to Chicago to meet Sean. I had just gotten the ring in, and she was throwing out the first pitch at a Cubs game, and I was like, I'm going to do it right now. And so I walked out. <laughs> I walked he out walked there. out after I threw the pitch game? and just at did the it. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, after. Yeah. We, did, you, Sean, did you know it was coming? He no, so mad at him that day. He was acting such a d bag. <laughs> I was so mad. Like uh, I was there for work, uh, and it was this promotion and whatever, and being so standoffish to everyone. And again, I'm derailing. I'm sorry. Um, funny story. I made ESPN's not top ten because I threw a first pitch 
and it went straight into the ground in front of me. Terrible at ball sports, bro. And Terrible. It was like six years later that I had been turning pitches. So like, I can't do this. And then the Cubs asked and I was like, fine. So Andrew worked with me for months to like make sure I could throw this first pitch. And he promised me that when we got there, he would like warm up with me and like help me out. And he was MIA. He was like on his phone on like the side of the, what do you call the sidelines? Uh, the dugout. The dugout. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I was so pissed. And then I threw the first pitch. I was walking out with cameras and I was like, what are you doing out here? You're not supposed to be out here. Cause I thought it was like for an interview and I was like pushing him away and he got down on one knee. I was like, Oh, I crap. didn't come out with cameras. I didn't like tell the camera guy like, Hey, watch this I'm, anyway, but it was not good either way. Don't ask questions, amazing. Andy. No questions. I'm going to watch it as soon as we get off this. I my, can't wait. My yeah. only takeaways, cause you look at just how to make your, I failed, but it, we didn't, I didn't have any witnesses. It was a prank. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He, he pulled it off and it was, it was great. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait. So you guys get married next phase of life. I just have to ask because we're here. Babies. Two beautiful babies. How did babies change the relationship and the situation? Uh, <laughs> I think it made it, I mean, our level of exhaustion is like nothing I've ever experienced in my life, but I think it made us so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it made it so much better. I think we have so many things to laugh about now and to share with each other. And we always have each other's backs when it comes to the kids. I mean, I think we mm-hmm. obviously have significantly less time for each other. Mm-hmm. A stink bug just flew right behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I you see him. That? Yeah. yeah. Do you not like Wait, bugs? Wait, do they actually stink? No. no, we've never smelled one. We'll let yeah. you know. Okay. But we'll see him right there sorry i heard him fall and i thought maybe he fell on us he's right there um so i th- it made it ma- i think it made things so much more full and interesting and just loving and great yeah i think i think uh the level of appreciation that you have like even just seeing what you like the the, the time that you're in mm-hmm. right now sean where the baby needs you and relies on you and mm-hmm. even not to get too deep into the weeds but birthing process and, and, and seeing what nurture actually mm-hmm. looks like in real time mm-hmm. made my respect for mm-hmm. Brooke grow, you know, a million times over where it yeah. already was, which is, you know, through the roof already. So I think the appreciation of your partner, um, when it kind of connects through this thing that you both love so much, um, you, you felt like a, like a team where it's not like you're getting where it's like my thing, your thing. And then we, we work it out kind of in the middle parts. I think you become like this kind of, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but this, this kind of entity, uh, outside of your own relationship. And mm-hmm. for, for me, the appreciation just went, went through the roof. And I also like, I, I never worry about, we, we kind of agree on most parenting decisions. We have a same parent. So I, I think that could maybe potentially cause conflict. And it's not something that we really hmm. dealt with as far as what we think and how it, how it should go. So it's, it's been, I think it's been great for us. Yeah. I'm curious. You have a daughter named Stevie. We have a daughter named Drew. Do you guys get a lot of feedback on the name, the gender neutral name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
the gender thing, I'm like, whatever. They're mm-hmm. they're all babies. Who cares if they look like a girl or a boy? I just right. don't, I don't care. But yeah, people have a really hard time with Stevie as a name. They're like, so that's her full. That's it. I'm I think like, it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh. <laughs> As soon as they, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure how much you go with Drew, but you're gonna have the moment where it's like you're sick because you know, baby. You can't tell what a, if a baby's a boy or a girl. Right. Or a oh yeah. Age. It's like unless it's defined by what color they're wearing. You yeah. Know, it's kind of the. It's kind of like the tell. So Brooke didn't want to dress Stevie in pink like all the time. I don't. I don't like pink. So Same. Yeah. Y- yes. So, yes. So yeah. Stevie would go out dressed like every other baby, but not wearing pink. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, it, oh, what a cute boy. And it's like. Well, and then I'm like, you hear it every uh-huh. day. So I'm like, it's a girl. I'm like, oh, girl. And they're like, well, what's its name? I'm like, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I can see where that's confusing. Yeah. Ours is even harder because it's Drew. And- we, uh, you tell yeah. a story. At the, when we were filling out the birth certificate. Yeah. We were literally filling out the birth certificate in the hospital and multiple nurses came out. I'm like, oh, what's her name? And we're like, Drew. And they're like, oh. Like, oh. Uh. <laughs> and <laughs> we went to fill out the birth certificate and we both kind of got cold feet. And Andrew's oh. like, what should we name her? Like, Vanessa? <laughs> yeah, like, and I was like, she- Vanessa, where did that come from? Uh, yeah. But I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, last, last question before we do our kind of closing questions. Um, Andy, you are, I hope this isn't a sore subject, but you're, you're somewhat known for your emotions uh on the court when you're when you're an athlete uh how have you guys dealt with the emotional side of things in our arguments um like is that is that an issue or how do you how do you protect against that um so i'm gonna <laughs> let you answer this first no, you please uh Please. So what I do on the court, it would take, I don't, I'm not sure what it would take. You're, you're probably referring to me cussing, breaking things, arguing with umpires, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I don't feel like that shows itself. I feel like I was, I, I emoted a lot on court. I don't know that that's the case. I think, um, who would you say has the, the quicker temper between us? I definitely have, I have, I have a bad temper. <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely, I run a little hotter than Andy does for sure. But I would say like this sort of snark and cynicism that you saw on the court, you see in every conversation with Andy. So it's like uh, a daily like needling, you know, it's just sort of his, oh, oh my gosh, my baby, uh, hi, Drew. Oh, say, oh, say hi, Miss Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're perfect. Hi, baby. (gasps) Brooklyn was just in the middle of a a really deep conversation there, and then (laughs) don't apologize for this little dumpling into this conversation. Oh my Um, gosh, she's beautiful, you guys. Thank you. Okay, I was just curious about that because it is it it is important. What are you guys talking about having another one? Then is that what's happening? Oh, we don't have enough time on this podcast. I want more. <laughs> uh, and as we're in quarantine, I'm like, look how cute they are. We can do another one. Sean and the Drew of things isn't helping it's me right really now. This is really helpful. To be honest. Oh my gosh. I didn't know. I didn't know I liked babies this much, man, but they're, they're cool. They're great. Same. Hey, it I only wasn't, gets better. Yeah, same. Um, but fighting. 
we we have we're both incredibly fiery and incredibly opinionated and we both love a good debate and yeah. so <laughs> yeah i mean we have some knockdown drag outs or have had them we have them left now yeah. But I think they're funny. Like I think seeing people, like I, I don't know. I, I, I like get it all off my chest, and then I'm fine, and I think it's all hilarious. And he stews for a few days, so we really. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like, I don't explode. Like I, it's not like I went when I was on the court. I'm, I, I kind of. Yeah, that's true. Keep it in and 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 kind of I'm quiet. You know, yeah. I, I go, and then she she would I think be more what you expect from me based on my personality on court. I think that's the way she is. Yeah. That's funny. Lower and more smoldering. I think I, I think no, we're switched. Know. I kind of find entertainment in it. And then Sean Sean harbors it. I was laughing at your interview with uh with Steve Harvey, Brooklyn, where you said you were a contrarian and he didn't know what it was, but uh but yeah. I'm the same way. I love playing devil's advocate and like just presenting I, just kind of stoking the fire a little bit. Sometimes but, he'll argue an opinion that he doesn't even believe in just because he wants to argue it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I get so pissed because yeah. then at the end he's like no I I, I take agree. your side I just wanted to play devil's advocate like we just argued yeah. for 30 minutes for nothing yeah but, but yeah she'll she'll that's she'll what that's what I do. she'll she'll kind of keep poking a little bit I just think it's so fun I love it not I love it's, fighting but I like I do love tension it, I think debate. Tension yeah yeah I love it I, I love it it's, it's fun for one yeah <laughs> okay so these are our last three questions. Um, one of you has to choose to go first without knowing the question. You go first. Mm -mm. Me? Mm -mm. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> really hard. What is your biggest pet peeve with Andy? My problem is narrowing it there down to so one. Many. <laughs> um, no, I would say he's very... Um, He's very on edge, like he's a bit of a helicopter parent, and and it and it puts me, it like my blood pressure rises as I see him react to things, and otherwise I'm super relaxed. So that's my biggest pet peeve is like this, ah, they're gonna fall, you know, and then everyone freaks out. That's 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 mm -hmm. it for me. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say, right? Messiness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. She is a human hurricane. <laughs> she comes in like I'll, I'll leave for an hour hour and a half go work out come back and like her it's like it's just he says you can you can walk around the house and see where i've been it's just a pile of stuff like i'm like i'm getting organized i'm like that's an interesting way to do it <laughs> yeah. but you know where everything is yep that's right oh yeah no it's that's great. not that's not true because yeah, like where did i no, I can't find this. I can't, I can't find, find that. my phone. Can my eye picks it up. I can uh, never find my phone because he's putting it away all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like in trouble for cleaning. I'm like, for like 24 no. hours because he's put it away somewhere. And she's like, I'll get it. I'm like, I, I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, That's literally us. Hurricane um, Decker is, is, is in. Yeah. Part two of the question. So now, Andy, you have to go first. What's the one thing okay. you love the most about Brooklyn? Uh, she always thinks uh, about other people first, and I, I, she always makes sure someone else is comfortable. She always is thoughtful with people for birthdays, just like little gestures. Mm. Um, I place more uh, stock on like the result, and she places more stock on like the personal process with things. Um, so she's she's extremely giving and really never wants anything for herself. Mm. And it's an admirable quality. 
Okay, Brooklyn. Uh, my favorite thing about Andy. Be that. Ooh. <laughs> um, so he's very good at advocating for himself and the people he loves, which sounds sort of strange, but like little things where, for example, this is a minor example, but he's, re I'm, I can be bulldozed over easily, even though I'm the one who likes to argue and debate, I can easily be bulldozed over. And Andy's very like, um, you know, this is a minor example. It's not a great example at all, but like, um, our neighbor, we had some neighborhood construction going on and they wanted to cut off our power today and, and to do this construction. And they came over with no notice and they're like, we're going to cut off the power. And Andy's really good about being like, no, we actually have a full schedule of like meetings and calls and you can't cut off the power. I know this is like not a great example, but he's, I would have been like, okay. And then the power's off and we're all sitting there with all this stuff to do. And I wouldn't have like been able to see that for myself. He's really good about advocating for himself, for me, for our kids. Hmm. Um, if our kids need something, if we're having a hard time, you know, like even in the hospital, like checking Billy Rubin levels for jaundice, like he was really good about being like, we need to check, we need to stay on top of this. Like, I think it's part of, it's funny because it's kind of part of the, my, the thing I said was my pet peeve is like him helicoptering and being on top of things, but it's also one of my favorite qualities. He's a really good advocate mm. for people he loves. That's great. Um, cute. Well, no, not yet. We, we have to talk about, they have a lot, you guys have a lot going on. And uh, the reason that we're big fans of you is you make it uh, a priority to give back. And so I'd love for you guys to just talk about the Andy Roddick Foundation. And then you have the, the Love All campaign going on. If you guys could dive in. Um, sure. Uh, and thank you for asking. Um, I'll start, I guess I'll start with the, if, the Andy Roddick Foundation. We started... 20 years ago, we did a tennis clinic in a parking lot and raised like 2000 bucks. And we thought that was it. And, um, it's just grown. And we've, we've kind of found our focus in uh, out of school time programming. So after school and, and, and summer learning opportunities in uh, lower socioeconomic areas uh, of Austin. So um, it, it's different than the school year because we work uh, it, focused on team building, focus on being able to converse with other kids your age. It's K through fifth grade, growing sustainable foods. Uh, there's a, personal fitness element of it. And it's just kind of grown. Our first school that we started was 78 kids. And now we serve uh, over 7,000 a day and that'll grow wow. close to 40,000 a day in three years. So Jeez. it's just kind of like you do a bunch of little things and then all of a sudden it, it grows. Um, our, I, you know, listen, our, our staff is amazing. Our CEO is amazing. Um, Austin's kind of bought in a little bit mm. and um, actually was, Brooke was the inspiration for the love all thing um, we're doing on, on, I'm working on tennis channel kind of through the end of this, uh, the, the pandemic we're in. Um, and so they were the digital side of, of them. We're trying to figure out videos we could put on and they had some other ideas. I'm like, why don't we just ha have user content? People send in great things they've seen in the community, whether it's dropping off mm. food or whether it's, you know, saying thank you to the people that are keeping us, you know, operating with delivery people. And she did a really cool thing, uh, with Austin on Instagram and, and, and supporting some small businesses. Um, do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, so we, you know, I think right now what's so unique about this pandemic is that for those of us who are lucky enough to be home and not be on the front lines, like contrary to sort of any other, you think about like hurricane relief, you think about, um, 
terrorist attacks. Like there are ways for us to sort of galvanize as a community and come together and support each other. And this is sort of the first thing that we've gone through, right, in our lifetimes where we're at home, locked away by ourselves, unable to actually physically help people, mm. um, which I think people are having a hard time with. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I just, it feels like we want to do so much, but we can't physically do anything, right? It's, it's hard to physically do things. And so um, outside of frontline workers, um, two of our big concerns were um, families who can't afford to put food on the table because they've lost their jobs. And also these small businesses, like we've seen this boom in small businesses mm -hmm. in the last 10 years. And, and I think in the next 10 days, 41% of them will shudder. Um, it's devastating. And so we uh, bought a bunch of gift cards to a local restaurant group in Austin and we went on Instagram and we said the first 20 people to claim one of these uh, gift cards, we'll just mail it to you. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of two birds with one stone. You're supporting local businesses and you're also helping to get food on the uh, table of people who need it most. Bye, Drew. Is she leaving us? <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so that was just one thing we did. We're going to try to do things like that kind of every week to support different businesses and different causes. Um, and, and Tennis Channel is doing a really good job of like, let's amplify these stories. Like you guys were saying, game not with your friends. Like mm -hmm. sharing those little sort of like, you know, rays of sunshine, I think are what people need right now. And yeah. people want to be seeing that right now. So yeah. um, I think it's really that you guys are sharing that. Love that. Okay. Best relationship advice that you've either received or would give based off experience. I'll go first. Go. Yes. So one that my mom gave me, um, has always told me my whole life and obviously really sort of hammered into me once we got married was always put your marriage before your children, mm. which as you guys can see and feel, I'm sure that feels so counterintuitive because this little nugget is a part of you physically a part of you. And it's really hard to put your spouse ahead of this like body that came out of you. Um, but her argument for it was if you put your marriage ahead of your children, um, even if you're faking it to your kids, your, your children win. Um, and that's what my parents did. Like I remember being upset with one of my parents for something and they would always defend each other. And it was so frustrating to me, but now I see that their unity is what helped my brother and I thrive. And so Andy and I have, I think done a pretty good job of that. Even if we're faking it in the moment, like there've been times where I take Andy's side and I'm looking at him like, you know, I'm mad at what he's saying, but I take his side in front of the kids. Um, and that I think has been really good for the kids to know that they have kind of a solid unit to look to. Um, one thing that I think is important and we're constantly learning and evolving and you know, trying to check in on it is I think you have to learn, you know, the good times are fantastic, but I actually think there's value in, in learning how to communicate during times where you don't agree. So it's almost like learning how to fight <laughs> and she's, you know, and I think there's actually value in that. Like I, I told one of my buddies and, uh, he, this is going to sound weird, but he was asking, you know, certain things. I said, like, listen, find the person, finding the person that you love is great. You also need to find someone that you can successfully disagree with for the mm. rest of your life. And wow. I think that's, I think that's part of something that never actually gets talked about. And it's, it evolves too, because your personalities change the way you, you know, like you mentioned my reputation as a player and what I was like. And so you're bringing all those memories into kind of an evolved person that you hope you're becoming. And so it's a constantly kind of changing uh, malleable thing, but I think learning how to fight and having rules around it is important. Um, 
thank you guys so much (laughs) thank you guys so much for taking the time to uh, sit down with us if you listening want to find out more about the Andy Roddick Foundation or the Love All campaign and submit the uh, the content yourself so you can find that in the show notes down below there's links to to that as well as uh, all the social uh, handles as well Um, hey we're big fans of you guys so you guys are awesome yeah Appreciate We're you. fans of y'all as well. Thank you for having us. We loved meeting you guys yeah. a we month loved ago. Meeting you too. So thank you for having us on. I'm sure I'll text you about a thousand more times, Andy. Look forward <laughs> I to can't it. wait. Now that I know, now that I know it's eight eight, eight texts and then you quit, it's gonna be, be, really, be a really awkward thing when seven comes through. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good have a good rest of your day. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. so much for having us. Bye. Good luck with eating. <laughs>